With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Charlie Jets Live. I'm your host, Stephen Zantz. I'm unfortunately not joined by my co-host, Stephen Russo. He's taking another week off from our summer vacation, but it's so good to be back with you guys. No video this week, as we just want to do a quick hitter as the Jets open up trading camp a week from today on July, July 19th. We are so excited for this season. It's probably the most anticipated Jets season that we've had probably since 2016 after a 10-win season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The expectations are the roof. Everyone's you know, expecting big things from the Jets, and nothing's bigger than getting the announcement on the today of Hard Knocks. So the Jets are finally going to be back on Hard Knocks, first time since 2010. We all know what happened that year. It was actually one of the most entertaining seasons of Hard Knocks there's ever been since the show became a thing back, I think, in the early 2000s. Rex Ryan was a superstar on TV. Antonio Cromartie was listing all of his kids, forgetting some of the names, which was one of the funniest moments, I think, in the show's history. And just a lot of cool different stars across that team. It was a lot of veterans, a lot of known faces. You know, Danian Tomlinson, Sanchez was in year two. You had that great offensive line. It was just a fun, fun team. Now, people are saying, you know, why do the Jets need hard knocks? They already have enough pressure and attention on them as a football team. That's true, but I don't think that this is anything different than what they're used to. They're professional athletes. The camera, the microphone, you know, even on social media, they're always under the microscope, and I don't think this is anything different. I know that Robert Salas said, you know, a couple weeks back that they really didn't want this, anything to do with this, but it seems like the NFL forced their hand at the end of the day. How is it really that much different than what they do from um, in-house perspective with one jet drop? Personally, I don't think this is going to be a big issue. The last time the Jets were on Hard Knocks in 2010, they had their best season ever, made the AFC Championship game, won 11 games, and people think that they could win 11 games this year. I'm one of those people. So I wouldn't be overly concerned with anything. I think it's just going to be fun to see, you know, Rodgers in his first camp with the Jets. There's a lot of, you know, studs on this team with Sauce, Garrett Wilson, the Brees Hall comeback. Um, you have all the guys on defense like Q, who's a storyline that I'll be getting to in a little bit. But I think it's just going to be fun for us to really see a little bit of that we're not going to necessarily see on a one jet drive video because it's not the team that's putting out it's HBO. So they're going to try to get bigger storylines that are going to draw a lot of attention, you know, in the media and, and get people going. I think it's going to be exciting, entertaining. And I think Rod Middleton's actually going to steal the show because that guy is funny. I think he's got the best personality on the staff, but who knows, maybe Martini Nate, who people compare to Michael Scott will actually be the funniest guy they have. Uh, all in all, I'm excited. I'm surprised it took so long for the announcement to come out, considering camp opens in a week. It just seems like there was a lot of pushback with it. But ultimately, the Jets are the team, and I don't think anybody wanted to watch Washington, the Bears. I think, I think they tried to get the Lions again, but I don't think that you're allowed to do that because they were on the team last year. Now, moving into actual Jet matters, we have the Quinton Williams deal, which still has yet to get done. I personally thought it was going to happen around 4th of July weekend. That's typically when stuff like this happens. Unfortunately, it has not happened. And I feel like, you know, we don't necessarily need to panic yet because there still is a week to go. And I think that both sides know this deal is going to get done. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And it seems like all indications say that it's actually due to years, not actual figures, 
which to me makes sense. And it sounds like the Jets want to do a five-year deal, which really we know is not actually going to be a five-year deal, whereas Quinn wants a four-year deal so he can retest the market four years later. Totally get his perspective there. And he should do, want that because the NFL, you know, nothing's given. Anything can be taken away from you because not, all the money isn't guaranteed like in the NBA or in the MLB or even in hockey for that matter. So I don't blame the guy. I think, you know, hopefully we get the announcement as camp is opening up maybe a couple of days before somewhere like four years, hundred million, maybe 105 million to sweeten the pot with like 65 to 70 million guaranteed. No one's going to be upset by that. That's what the market di- has dictated for him. When you see other guys in his position getting paid this off season, I would make no hesitations there. I know people have always pointed that I've been negative on him in the past prior to the 2022 season, because I was waiting to see, you know, the number three pick finally live up to those expectations. He finally has, I'm so excited. And I think this deal is going to get done and I'm not overly concerned if we get to, you know, the 19th. So a week from now and it's not done, then I'll get a little bit concerned, but all in all, these things do happen. Some guys hold out in training camp, but as long as it's not lingering into the middle of August, I don't think there's anything to worry about. The next order of business is Delvin Cook. So this is a guy that is not necessarily a need for the Jets, but it would be nice to have some depth at the running back position because, you know, Brees Hall, all the reports have been good. We don't know really what he's going to look like early on. And I think he may be physically healthy, but it's going to take him some time to get back to that full speed that we saw before he went down in Denver, which to me is broken my heart because it almost feels like the Jets season went down that day uh, with him and ABT both going down. But Ultimately, I think having depth at all positions in the NFL is a good thing. But at the end of the day, you know, running back is the easiest position to get hurt because you're you're taking contact and a beating every single play. And, you know, behind him, you have Michael Carter, who we all loved in 2021 as a rookie, but he took a major step back last year. I think he might have been a little bit injured and he was playing through it. And you got to give a guy credit with, for t- toughing it out. But he just wasn't the same guy that we saw in 2021. He also is a little bit smaller, you know, from a running back perspective. So he can't really be trusted as, you know, an every down back or even really a guy in pass pro. He's more of, you know, situational scat back type thing, which is good to have on your team because he's a good receiver out of the backfield. But at the end of the day, he can't be trusted for some of those, you know, bell cow back duties. You also have Zonovan Knight, who we all really liked, you know, when the Jets signed him as an undirected free agent. He, you know, produced in moments last year, but then at the end of the season faded away. I think he'll definitely have a role. Then you got Izzy Ubikana. I can never say his name correctly. I think he could actually be a dark horse to be the number two back later in the season. I think the potential is there. He's a home run hitter. He kind of compliments Brees a lot. And I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, they got rid of Ty Johnson, which has been a mystery to this day because he was a guy that survived the Gase regime and was surprisingly productive in 2021. And even at points in 2022 when given an opportunity, but it seems like, he may have had an off-the-field injury that led to his uh, injury designation release. Um, ultimately, I think Cook could be a, a really strong fit with this team. At the end of the day, I don't know if it's worth the money, even though the Jets have, have about $22 million in cap space, which I think will be maneuvered a little bit once the Rodgers restructure comes into place. Something else I wanted to touch on really quickly today, but if it happens, it happens, but... I feel like ultimately he's using the Jets as leverage to get to Miami. He's from South Florida. It sounds like that's where he wants to be. I mean, listen, I don't blame somebody for wanting to live in that weather, but you know, it's all about opportunity and he's definitely going to get an opportunity with the Jets if he were to be signed, but sometimes it's money. And I think if if all things are equal, he's going to be a Miami dolphin, 
Could be wrong. Hope to be because I would love to have him on the Jets, but I won't be overly upset if he's not on the Jets. On to the Rodgers restructure. This is something that we've been hearing about since before he was even confirmed to be a Jet. So this is going back to March that a lot of people in the media were saying, you know, oh, his restructure is going to be super generous. Jet fans are going to love Rodgers for this and this and that. We still have yet to figure out what that is. And I mean, I'm not overly concerned about it because it seems like he's going to do whatever it takes to win, put this team in position that makes sure everybody's taken care of who he wants on the team. It's how Alan is armed. He's going to probably get paid. It's how maybe they'll keep guys like Cobb around maybe for a second season. It'll hopefully, you know, make them flexible after this point in extension hits, which knock on wood, it hits. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think with Rodgers, you know, I'm not – overly concerned about his contract. They can, they're going to be paying him like $100 million wherever they owe him in cash, but it's not going to actually affect the cap the way the contract will be structured. But hopefully get that announcement alongside the Quinn Williams uh, extension as soon as possible because I just want to know these things as a Jets fan. Last but not least, I want to move into the tackle battle. So, you know, we have Mekhi Becton coming back who looks good. He's in shape. And finally, we could say he's in shape because it didn't look like it last season before he went down with injury. You have Dwayne Brown, who I believe will be 38 once the season starts. You have Max Mitchell, who's recovering from his blood clot injury. You have Billy Turner. And then I think I might be missing somebody, and that's okay. But I do think Dwayne Brown is going to be the left tackle if he's healthy, because he still is recovering from his shoulder injury from last year, and he's old. But I think he's going to be the guy, is, you know, provided he could stay on the field. Which brings me to the right tackle spot. To me... <laughs> This could go a number of ways because Kai Becton, who's been adamant that he's a left tackle, doesn't want to play on the right side. You know, he had that piece in the New York Post where he was saying he didn't feel like he was treated and set up for success with his staff. I think with, you know, Martini and eight that we could see something different. I think that maybe it's a fresh start for him. You know, he's in shape. He's looking to prove himself, get a second NFL contract. Ultimately, if he wants to get on the field from day one, as long as Brown's healthy, he's got to play on the right side, which leads me to what could potentially happen. If Beckham's not showing the progress that they're looking to see on the right side, I could see a scenario where a guy like Billy Turner leaves both Beckton and Mitchell, because I think Mitchell in a vacuum was a solid player as a rookie, but he was a rookie and it was, you know, there wasn't that much film on him. And you could, you could see that guys will adjust based on what they've seen from him. I like him as a depth piece. I don't know if he'll necessarily be a reliable starter down the road, but Billy Turner has familiarity with the system. He's played with this quarterback before and, you know, sometimes offensive coordinators typically love guys or any coordinator for that matter that they've had familiarity with. So I could see him sneakily winning the right, right tackle battle unless, you know, Beckton is the dominant guy that we're hoping to see when we took him with the 11th pick in the 2020 draft. But you never know. I can't wait for this season. I'm so excited. You know, it feels like football's been gone for so long. And, you know, really just having a good Jets product has really been gone since after that Chicago pair game, because ultimately everything started to go downhill last year. But with Rodgers, you know, there's a lot of excitement or people think it's, it's, it, we're basically getting the Jets shoved down their throat, you know, quoting Warren Sharp uh, this today on Twitter. But for me, I just can't wait. I'm hoping, you know, to make it out to one of those open camp practices. Maybe we'll get on hard knocks, which would be pretty cool. But we appreciate everybody tuning in. And I don't know if you've heard, but the YouTube channel has changed. We are now youtube.com slash at Badlands TOJ. So no longer the turn on the Jets YouTube um, that we used to be. We have officially migrated to be fully a Badlands YouTube. The show is still called Turn on the Jets Live. We definitely want subscriptions. Not only are you going to get these live shows on YouTube, but you'll also get snippets from both 
Badlands, whether it's content that you're subscribed to in War Room or just the general, um, you know, second tier, or you're going to also get stuff from Will's pod from the Toronto Jets podcast. I know that his interview with uh, John Franklin Myers, which was awesome. I highly recommend you all listen. There's some clips on our YouTube page as of this morning. So definitely take, check it out and make sure if you're not subscribed to the show already, because we'll be doing a lot of stuff once the season kicks off, but to subscribe to uh, Toronto Jets Live on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. Appreciate everyone who's been tuning in. We plan to give you a lot of good content during this 2023 season, and we'll look forward to talking to you guys next week.